right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is June 3rd, 2021 and week 122. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the title, <clears throat> excuse me, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about being careful in our focus verses, Philippians four and six, and it reads, be careful for nothing. And a lot of people ask, you know, well, what is nothing? What is this verse talking about? And it, you can say the small things, you know, God can say, do this or do that. And in our minds, we think, oh, this isn't such a big deal. You know, maybe he didn't even mean this. So I'm just going to keep doing it because I, me, you know, myself, my thoughts or this isn't such a big deal. So God wouldn't care. And Tony mentioned this last night in our Zoom Bible study. He said he heard me quote this verse many times. Well, here's another time. God says his thoughts are not our thoughts, nor are his ways our ways. So just because we don't think something is a big deal doesn't mean it's not a big deal to God. So we'll be talking about that, among other things, in this lesson tonight. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Uh, for anyone who has seen this program before, uh, you guys know we always started with a prayer. So Tonight won't be any different. Uh, I remember the days where I really did struggle to <laughs> remember to say a prayer before we started, but been doing pretty good as of late. So uh, at this time, we will say a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for another blessed day, Lord. We thank you for being such an awesome God. You've been such a mighty God in our midst, Lord. We thank you for being just who you are, a God who loves us, a God who has unconditional love for us, you loved us uh, before we ever loved you. Uh, so, Lord, we say thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for just what, how much you've done for us up until this point and what you're going to do tomorrow, what you're going to do the day after that if we live. Uh, so, Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we're asking that you continually be with us. Uh, continue to help us, lead and guide us into all truth, Lord. Continue to show us exactly where we need to go, the direction we need to step in. Lord, we're praying that uh, you would continue to bring to our remembrance. Let us know, Lord, there is a reason to have joy in the midst of the storm. Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that someone would gain something. Some, we would all gain something. Give us new understanding. Give us new knowledge, Lord. Help us all to grow in your word and in your understanding. So, Lord, we're praying and we're uh, giving all these blessings uh, amongst each other. And we're asking that you will continue to be with us. Uh, in your mighty name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Melvin brought us in. We're going to move directly over to uh, Philippians uh, 4 and 6. Go ahead and read that for me, Melvin. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. You know, being careful is, and I talked about this, being careful is one of the things that I like to do because I don't like being hurt. I don't like uh, thinking back and saying, you know, if I had have just did this a little slower or if I had have been more cautious when I did that, I wouldn't have ended up the way I ended. I, I 
after making so many mistakes in life, that begins to play in my mind all the times where I brought some issues upon myself. And so now God has helped me to understand I need to be more careful. Because I don't know about you guys, but I just cannot tolerate pain very well. I can't tolerate it. I, I, I can't stand it. Even if I get a cut on my hand, I think about, you know, I should have had gloves on. Why didn't I have gloves on doing that? You know, sometimes you just can't help it, Melvin. But other times we just, we act foolish. We'll do something out in the yard. We know we should protect ourselves, cover ourselves up. But we just don't do it. Praise the Lord, everyone. Thank God for you guys being here tonight. You know, I thank God, uh, and I try to mention it, for being so awesome, so amazing. He continues to show himself in our situations. I thank God, even on today, um, I was at work, and uh, a guy, uh, somehow this accident took place, and uh, he threw his shoulder out and immediately I knew he was in a lot of pain because the guy fell out and, uh, you know, just began to yell in pain. And so uh, long story short, ended up getting him to the urgent care. And once we got there, you know, the process is to get a person checked in. And so I'm trying to talk to him, make sure he's staying calm. Uh, so that he doesn't pass out. And I'm trying to figure out uh, his information to get him checked in. And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, can y'all just take him back and we can worry about this stuff later because he's sitting here yelling in pain. And so I didn't know all of his information. I didn't know the man's birthday. I didn't know the man's social security number. Uh, so I did the best I could. And the lady came out and um, she got some of the information. Uh, so finally I filled out what I thought I needed to fill out on there. And so as we sat there and wait, waited, we waited for probably about 10 to 15 minutes and I did what I know to do. <laughs> See, the weapon that we have is God and there's power in prayer. Uh, he told us, he said, if his word abides in us and we abide in his word, he said, ask what we will. And I believe that. And so I began to pray with a man uh, as we sat there in the waiting room. And, you know, it's important for us to not get discouraged because we pray for something and we want it to happen instantaneously. And God can do it instantaneously if he so desires. But we're instructed to pray if it be his will. And so that's what my prayer was. Lord, I know if it's your will, you can put this man's shoulder back in. We don't need somebody to do that. I know if it be his will, he'll do it. And so after some time passed, the lady came out and told us, she said, well, uh, we can't actually uh, see him here. And of course, the man was extremely discouraged. And I was kind of sad about it myself, you know, to think we had waited there for that amount of time. Uh, but, you know, sometimes people just don't know they, you know, for whatever reason. Nevertheless, see, God has 
The Bible tells us all things work together for the good to them that love him. So we go back out to the vehicle and I make sure that he got in. And I go around to the other side and glory be to God. He said, oh, it went back in. See, that's God. Nobody had to pop it back in for God did that himself. God always shows himself in our situations, but we have to hold on. Now, he was in pain for a while. He was still in pain even after he said it's in. It feels so much better, but it still hurts. But I just thank God for how he continues to show up in so many of our lives. If we notice him now, I don't know if the man noticed it was God, but I noticed who it was. See, we got to be careful to notice God when he intervenes in our situations. It doesn't mean that things go the way we want them to. But I'm reminded of how Jesus performed the miracle. Where, where he fed uh, 5,000 above 5,000 with two fish. We know the story. How he fed them. And so. He told the Pharisee they missed the miracle. If we're not careful, we'll miss the miracles that God performs in our lives. The miracles that he's performing in those around us, their lives. These things are there to keep us encouraged, to keep us depending on him, to keep us knowing, man, he's able. He's did it before. I mean, this man's shoulder was severely out of place. I mean, he was hurting. He had popped his shoulder out before, but this time uh, it was forced out uh, by some type of box uh, that he was trying to pick up or whatever the case may be. I don't know exactly how the how the accident happened, but it was forced out. And this time was a lot worse, he said. But I thank God that he intervened and put the man's shoulder back in when we were rejected at the place that we went to. Reminds me of, and I'm getting all off track, but reminds me of when, uh, well, let's, let's just move on. So in Philippians 4 and verse 6, he says, be careful for nothing. You know, we have to be watching because God, he's performing miracles every day. Somebody around us, somebody in the world has been victim of a miracle. We may not know it. If we're not carefully watching, you know how many times I've driven past something and didn't know it was there. You know, I've been uh, even in our work truck, truck I get into every day. You know, I have a hat. And. I was like, man, you know, it would be really nice if there was somewhere to put this hat. And the whole time there was a little hook there. I never seen it, Melvin. <laughs> it's been there the whole time. It it wasn't that it just appeared. I just didn't look. I wasn't looking for it. You know, if we don't look for God, if we're not carefully and diligently seeking him, we won't find him. He's there. But we won't find them if we're not looking. So he said, be careful 
for nothing. Go ahead, Mel. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. He said, let your requests be made known unto God. That's what we did today for this man. Let the request be known unto God what we needed him to do, what we were asking him to do. He's able to do it. But we have to be careful and watch, watch out for. But now I want to get into what the things we're going to discuss tonight. Melvin talked about it as we open so many times. God tells us to do things and we don't carefully follow his word. So often we say, well, it's not that important. But if God tells me that makes it important. So I want to go back. Let's go to Genesis chapter 19. So we can look at just one scenario. Now, there's many. Genesis 19 and 15. There's many that we can find where God is trying to get us to be careful. Jesus told us in one place, he said, remember Lot's wife. She wasn't careful. If anyone knows the story of Lot's wife, she was not careful. But we're going to look at that by the grace of God tonight. So Genesis 19 and verse 15. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, mm -hmm. lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Now, we are talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham has made his request known unto God. God answers prayers. He answers prayers. It might take him some time. But he's trying to see if you're going to give up. We got to be careful to not give up on what we ask God for. Now, that's according to his will, of course. But he's able to do it. Don't have don't doubt him and believe that he can't do it. We got to be careful. So Abraham has prayed for Lot, his nephew, to be saved. God has already said, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lot was in that area. So now the angels go down to save Lot and whoever else in his family who would listen. So that's where we are. So the angels tell him, look, it's time to go. You, your wife and your two daughters. Let's get out of here. All right. And while he lingered, the man laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife. Mm hmm. And upon the hand of his two daughters, mm -hmm. the Lord being merciful unto him. God being merciful. I love that. He's merciful to us. You know, we don't, <laughs> we don't have much mercy for people. We say, oh, it's good for them. That's how we feel about people. We say, well, that's what they deserve. I'm glad it happened to them. We don't have mercy. But God being merciful unto them, giving them an opportunity to escape destruction. That's the type of God we serve. He doesn't want us to perish, so he gives us a way to escape, all right? And they brought him forth and set him without the city. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, 
that he said, escape for thy life. Now, the angels take Lot, his wife, their two daughters, and set them without the city. We found that in verse 16. And now these angels, now they have made it out of Sodom and Gomorrah. The angels tell them, look, escape for your life. You can save yourself. Don't stay here, though. Get even further away. Uh huh. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Now look at what God tells them. The angels tell them here. Don't look behind you. Keep moving forward. Escape to the mountaintop. You know, that's where God is trying to take us all to the mountain. Not physically, but spiritually. He's trying to elevate us, give us a new way of thinking. Because our way of thinking, we're not careful about anything. We're careful about the things that aren't that important. <laughs> The things that should be important, we're not careful about. Now, if I get a new car, I'm going to be careful about that, man. <laughs> we get a new car, we say, oh, look, you can't get in here with that drink now. If you see some kids about to get in your car, you say, hold on. <laughs> Whoa. You can't get in my car with that drink in your hand. You're going to waste it. <laughs> we don't want the new car to get messed up. Now, if it's an old car, we might not care that much. But we're careful about those things. We're real meticulous about those things. But when it comes to God's word, we say, well, he's merciful unto us. We say, God, look, you don't have to follow it to the T. But now, if we're at our job, we follow their instructions to the T. Now, the only way we won't is if we feel they won't check it. But now, if they check for it, we say, well, I already know they're going to be looking for it. I got to do it. We try to get it all right, man. So why don't we do God the same way? Why can't we be careful to follow everything God says? God speaks through the mouth of the angels here. Tells them, don't look behind you. Escape to the mountaintop. God. They have already been brought out of Sodom and Gomorrah. They, they made it to safety. They made it to safety. Reminds me of the man Abner. David asked the question, did Abner die as a fool? He had made it to safety. You know, it's sad for us to make it to safety and still be lost. I know someone has told us once you get in the church and get saved, you can't be lost. But that's not what we find in the scripture. We find so many make it to safety. David said Abner died as a fool. You know, it would be a foolish thing for us to be in the church and still be lost. That'd be foolish. You talk about being foolish. That's foolish. But that'll happen to us if we're not careful. For nothing. The things that somebody else is saying, man, that's nothing. 
the things our friends and family is they're telling us that that doesn't mean that much. It's nothing. You worried about stuff you shouldn't even be worried about. Take it easy. But we're told be careful. So the angel tells them not to look behind them. Keep going forward to the mountain. All right. And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Drop down to 24 for me. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Now, they have made it out. It's not raining on Lot and his family. They have been saved. It's not raining on them. It's not raining fire and brimstone. God rained that on Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh-huh. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities. See, notice something here. I thank God. Notice what happened here. God, through the angel, got them out of the city. But where did he take them? To the plain. But now God was going to overthrow those cities and all the plains. See, God, he said, take up your cross and follow me. We heard Jesus say, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus did his part, but some of it still falls on us. The angel took them out of the city to the plain. The rest of it was on them. He said, look, if you don't leave here, you're going to be lost. Don't stay in the plain. Go up to the mountains. See, we always have a part to do in this. We got to be careful to do our part. We're still looking around. Well, John didn't do it. What about them? <laughs> we being careful about what everybody else does, but not ourselves. He said, be careful for nothing. So we find, and he overthrew those cities that's what god did and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the city everybody was gone go ahead Mel. and that which grew upon the ground even the grass even the plants even the trees uh-huh but his wife looked back from behind him my god she wasn't careful enough she wasn't careful enough she wasn't being careful. She looked back. I know when we read this, we think it's just about turning around. It's about obeying what God told us. It's about being careful to follow his instruction because he's trying. He's made a way for us to escape. If she had followed the instruction, she would have been fine because Lot and his daughter, they made it out. They made it out. But what this represents is us being saved. And then somehow we stop being careful to follow what God said. You know, once we first get saved, Melvin, we're on fire. <laughs> we are on fire. We say, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to see God in everything I do. 
and we're feeling on top of the world for about a week or a couple of days. And then somewhere along the line, we don't feel the same anymore. We're not, we, we just don't have that same passion. It's, there's nothing fresh. It's not new to us. We find ourselves the things we used to be careful about. We used to be careful to do certain things. We say, I'm, I'm going to make sure I pray before I eat my food. God told me to say my grace. We may used to be careful, man. <laughs> and now we, we take the last bite and we say, oh, man, I forgot. <laughs> Made it to the last bite. Every meal, though. This happened to me before. Sometimes we do forget. But still, I'm not saying you're going to go to hell for that. But the point is, we still have to be careful. Because, and I've heard a lot of people talk after this manner. But once everything becomes, well, is it going to send me to hell? You know, you deal with somebody under the wrong mindset. You're, we're dealing with someone who doesn't have the love for God because everything shouldn't be about whether I'm going to hell or not. It should be about the love I have for God. I said it the other day. You know, if my wife asks me to do something, I shouldn't be thinking, well, if I don't do it, wonder will she divorce me? Hmm. Wonder will she leave me if I didn't do this? You know, how many of us think that way? We shouldn't think like that. It should be about the love you have because of who asked you to do something. So if I don't think that way with my wife, with my mother, with my brother, my sister, whoever, why should I think that way with God? You know, if your parents say, well, I really want you to, I really want you to come and do this for me this weekend. You know, we don't think, well, if I don't do it, I wonder would they, <laughs> I wonder would they still love me? I wonder would they still claim me? We don't think about it that way. We want to do what it takes to please them. We say, no, nah, I'm going to try to make it happen because I love them. You know, they've given this much to me. And God given more to us. We should be careful. To follow what he said. He loves us. Let's read down, man. Again, but his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Mm -hmm. she read that again for me. But his wife looked be back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. She became a pillar of salt. I want to deal with that. I want to see what Jesus said about that. Let's pick up Luke 14 and 34. See, somebody has told us it doesn't matter what you do. Somebody has deceived us into thinking we don't have to be careful anymore. They said, once you get saved, you all right, sweetie. <laughs> you all right, honey bun. You don't have to worry about nothing else. You don't need to be careful to follow what God says anymore. You already say we got to be careful. We got to be careful what, who and what we're listening to. 
We got to be careful what we're listening to. Let's pick it up. In verse 34. Salt is good. Salt is good. Now the scripture told us she became a pillar of salt. Now Jesus said salt is good. Salt is good in a certain condition. Go ahead. But if the salt have lost its savor, mm -hmm. wherewith shall it be seasoned? Now, if the salt has lost its saltiness, you know, if you had. And this, this may go more for the women, because I know. Women may do now in some cases may do a little more cooking than men. Now I know there's some guys that are chefs. I've cooked before. I get it. But now, if you take out some chicken to bake and you put salt on it, but it has no saltiness. See, that's the reason we know what salt is, because we like that, that savor. We like the flavor. Let me put it that way. You like the flavor of that salt. You said when you bite into it after it's done, you said, man, this is this is salted perfectly right here. He said, it's got a good flavor to it. He <laughs> <We> said, ooh-wee. <laughs> because that salt has fulfilled its purpose. But he said, salt is good. But, now I, I, I recall the scripture we just read in uh, Genesis 19. He started it with a but. So we can see where we need to start this verse. But. But his wife, she looked. From behind him, she looked back. But if the salt have lost his savor, she lost her savor. She no longer was fulfilling her purpose. It's just like if you put salt on your chicken. And it still came out just as bland. The salt has lost all the flavor. It's not worth anything anymore. It's not worth anything. And that's what he was trying to show us with Lot's wife. If we look back, if we're not careful, see, people will fool you. He said, you don't have to be careful no more. God already saved you. That's when we become complacent. I've I've spoke on this before. You know, when a person first gets a job, well, we running all over the place. We show up early. We might show up 15, 20 minutes early. We want to look good when we first get a job, man. <laughs> we want to impress people. <laughs> we wearing nice outfits. We put the new, we take the new shoes out for the first day of work. But now, after we've been in for a few months, we start to get comfortable. We say, well, they know me. And they, they know who I am. I don't have to impress them. You know, a guy told me that, a guy that just started at my job, he said, uh, man, I've got to earn my keep around here. I said, man, I do too. He said, oh, you've already earned yours. See, at a certain point, we feel that we've already earned it once we've been there for a while. 
but not so. We still have to be careful. So he said if the salt has lost its savor, it's, it's good for nothing. Go ahead. It is neither fit for the land, nor yet for the dunghill. But men cast it out. Mm -hmm. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. He said, look, if you have some salt, if you go up in your cabinet and you find out this salt is not salty, it doesn't have that flavor that you're looking for. You don't get rid of it. You throw it away because it's worthless. Now, that's harsh. But he said he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. He's talking about us. He said, ye are the salt of the world. We are the salt of the world. We are the salt. We have to be careful. Lot's wife, she looked back mentally. You know, this happens to us once we get saved. We begin to look back. We begin to reminisce. We begin to have a desire to do the things we used to do before we got saved. Now, some people never did change, but that's a whole different topic. But he said, be careful for nothing. We have to be careful. Go back up and let's read, uh, if you will, verse 33. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. This is what happened to Lot's wife. She could not let go of that past life that she had in Sodom and Gomorrah. She was still attached to it. She couldn't forsake it. So mercy and truth forsook her. We read that verse, I believe it's in Proverbs. He said, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. We read in Genesis 19. I don't remember exactly what verse. But he said, God being merciful unto him. God was merciful. But his mercy forsook them because they forsook him. See, God only does to us what we do to him. He promised to never leave nor forsake us. But if we don't want him in our lives, what can he do? What can he do? He won't force himself on us. So this is where we are tonight. We have to be careful. We have to be careful what we hear, what we listen to, what we allow to enter into our hearts because he loves us. He's still a miracle worker. He's still a way maker. I thank God for it. I thank God for being counted worthy enough just to see what he's doing in the lives of so many people. I try not to take that for granted. I hope and pray we would all be careful to see, to watch, look for him. He revealed himself. So at this time, I won't continue talking. I'll pass it over to Melvin so he can give uh, whatever it is that he has to that he has to say. So I thank God for you guys. As always, may God continue to bless you. May God continue to strengthen you to continue on this journey seeking him. 
So at this time, back into the hands of Melvin. Yes, that's um totally true. I pray that we all stay strong on this tough walk with God. You know, the more we do it, the less tough it will be. And what Tony mentioned earlier, that's that's right because I remember how I was. You know, first getting saved, first getting into the Bible. You know, on fire. But then, you know, as time goes on, you start to slip back into those old habits. You start watching like old shows that you stopped watching. You start getting back on social media when you hadn't been on there for a while. You start and especially in my case, you you start to hear the old music that you used to listen to. And then you say, well, maybe just one song. And then it, it, it never is one song. So in this walk of in, in our lives in, on this walk with Christ, we have to learn not to look back and to not be focused on what anybody else is doing. You know, a lot of our excuses will be, well, so-and-so is doing this and nothing but good things are happening to them. So it may not be a big deal to God. Maybe, maybe my preacher or whoever told me what this scripture was saying, maybe he was wrong because I see this person doing this and nothing is happening to them, but we cannot allow that. You know, why, why risk that? Because as soon as we try to do it, you know, my God might get on us right then and there because he chastises those that he loves. So we just have to stay focused and stay focused and stay focused again because there's so many things out there that's meant to get our attention from God. Because the devil only has one goal. I know we say he still, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But above all, all he has to do is get us to stop listening to God. And all those other things falls in line. So that's all I have to say. Um, we thank you for the comments. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We cannot put into words how much we appreciate you guys for tuning in week in and week out. And I, as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's always a good topic, always a good topic. And I believe that everybody enjoys and gets something out of it. And I hope to see any one of you guys come and get something out of it as well try to apply what you hear on here as well as zoom or anywhere to your daily lives and that's all i have to say so rejoice in the lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies counted all joy counted all joy and one more time counted all joy if god blesses and says the same we'll see you guys next thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of god you guys have a happy safe and blessed weekend and we'll see you then thank you for tuning in Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.